0: Welcome to the Essential HR Podcast, where today we sit down with Greg Mackey, owner and vice president of Pure Court Health and Fitness, and discuss the top five reasons for your organization to have a wellness program. This program is not intended to constitute legal advice. and is for general educational purposes only. If you do need legal advice, please contact your own attorney. Good afternoon and welcome to the Essential HR Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Brian Gorman, and I'm here today with a good friend of mine, Greg Mackey, uh, owner and vice president of Pure Core Health and Fitness over in Mishawaka, Indiana. And um, we're going to talk about the benefits of a wellness program in your organization and and um, uh, overall health these days. I know it's an important topic and one that's... Um, in the news quite a bit uh with what's going on but i uh, thought we'd get together i know we've tried to get together a few times greg and and uh, would like to um just have you start out and maybe introduce yourself uh talk about your background and how you uh, came to be at PureCore, and just a little bit about yourself
1: sure yeah thanks brian um, yeah so uh i actually have a, a marketing background been um in manufacturing for many years uh so uh and and as a marketer you know we have our external customers And if you're a good marketer too, you you turn yourself inside and look at the company too, and you have internal customers. So so I actually found myself working quite a bit with HR departments and um, with environmental health and safety departments and working on programs to to, help employees uh, as well too, because it was very important for for marketers to communicate internally as well. So with with that being said, um, you know, I began to find actually a, a bit of a bit of a loved book to uh, helping people um, in their work, workplace environments. Uh, so uh, it's kind of natural for me uh, in, in the direction I've headed uh, to get to this point uh, to do something a little bit more. Now, obviously, uh, you know, but your listeners don't that, you know, uh, my wife and I own a, uh, own a new fitness club that we started last year. And it's a small studio based club. And of course, we, we do, uh, you know, the things a lot of clubs do, uh, we do group classes, fitness classes, and we do uh, training-based uh, classes, too, and, uh, and, group, and group-based group activities. So, um, what I always wanted to do, Brian, was to do something a little bit more, and in our mission here at PureCore, in fact, our, our tagline is Transforming Lives Together, because we know that it takes a group, it takes, you, you can't... You can't go about life on your own. It's very difficult to do that. And so when we kind of come full circle and we look at this concept of wellness, um, it's more than just you know going to work out every once in a while. Uh, there's a whole heck of a lot more to a person's wellness than just their physical condition and whatnot. In fact, Brian, if I kind of turn it on you for a second, if if I were to ask you uh, really quickly to give me um, you know just in a quick response if i were to tell you brian what is the opposite of wellness what would you tell me really quickly what is the opposite of
0: wellness the opposite of wellness i, um, I mean i guess it would just be a state of being unwell unhealthy um right.
1: yeah unhealthy yeah sick sickness maybe sure that kind sure of thing. right so the, and then of course we can look at wellness in terms of physical wellness and we can look at wellness in terms of mental wellness sure as well so if I were to ask that same question with, with mental wellness, then your response would be, well, then maybe mentally sick or mentally ill. Right. And so we tend to look at wellness, I think, Brian, and on the poles, on the extremes, of, you know, and I think what we need to do is, is take a much broader view of what the concept of wellness is when we're talking about all of our lives, because to be quite honest, I think. Everybody has a little bit of unwellness in them at some point. You're not perfect. You got to work on something. Mm-hmm. So, but when we when we tend to say, "Hey, you know, um, I got to work on my mental wellness," there's immediately like, "Oh, what's wrong with you?" And really, that's not the case. So I think that's overall. Um, when we started this business here, we knew that we would be doing a gym, but we also wanted to uh, be involved in wellness on many levels, on mental wellness on, um, you know, character building, Um, there's, you know, it it takes a lot to change your life, your physical life for the better. And it's, it's going to start in the mind. It's Mm -hmm. without having the right mindset, as you well know, um, it's going to be very difficult to uh, constantly work out and get your body in shape. because It's not a pleasant thing to do naturally.
0: Right, right. No, absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And I know that and we talked a little bit about, um, and on your website too, you can see this, but the, the three foundational life pillars, um, the, you yep. know, the three categories that you talked about, and maybe um, if you wouldn't mind kind of going through those, what they are and what they maybe mean to you. I know that's an important part of your organization there and what you guys do, but maybe hitting on those three areas would be, would be fantastic.
1: Yeah. So as a part of, well, uh, you know, sort of our holistic look at, at wellness, um, we look at uh, when, when we we're trying to devise how we would put a wellness program together three three concepts always popped out and we we often hear of the terms mind body and spirit as being a more of a holistic wellness concept and so and i have absolutely no doubt that mind and body are for sure two of those pillars and they are with us our three life wellness program is based on uh the three pillars and we now me being a, the marketing guy, uh, I've got to do something a little bit different. So I um, I take mind and body and I, I put those words into Latin. So it's cerebrum and corpus. And then the last is uh, ethos, which is different from spirit. Um, I think that overall wellness, if you can get your mind right and you also then can take that next step to work on your physical health so that you're you're, you're doing well physically, you're then in a position to positively affect others. Mm. And uh, so whether it be in a work environment or, or a social environment of any kind, you, you can always know the guy that's, you know, uh, attractive versus the person that repels someone. Uh, the person that has their mind right, they're much more magnetic. They'll come into a room and, and just, you know, people are automatically attracted to them. And that's a guy that's got some wellness figured out. And, uh, and he will turn around and positively affect those others in that room, and that's, that's that positive ethos that I'm talking about. So our three pillars, our three life pillars, are cerebrum, corpus, and ethos. Or ethos being that that cultural environment uh, built on positive character. So.
0: No, that's that's great great stuff. I know we talked about you know maybe. And and I I read an article, and and I honestly can't remember the title of the the article right now, but um, it talked about, you know, what is pandemic time, right? But it also talked about um, a pandemic of unhealthiness, which I thought was an interesting term. Um, You know, maybe um, that's something that we're all kind of experiencing now, too. And and you're right, it can fit into all categories, mental and, and the physical part of it. You know, what are what are some ways that people can maybe take that small step i guess and, and uh, you know maybe their organization doesn't have a wellness program in place but you know they they're challenged and challenged themselves themselves to um you know start to get healthy you know what are some steps they can take to make or maybe even a first step and, and maybe it's as simple as that right greg just take that first step and and, and uh and try and improve yourself yeah well
1: they you're right brandon i think that the um you know in the old AA programs the um, and I wouldn't say old AA programs are still very viable today. The first thing is, uh, you know, you got to get away from denial. You got to accept, you know, what the, your your problem is. So just what you're saying is very important. And yes, you were right. I ironically I jotted down a note here uh, 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 before we got to, uh, on the air, and I actually put the word pandemic down, not because of the COVID pandemic, but the fact is is that. Um, Unfortunately, these death rates all over the world globally occur with this respiratory virus, primarily because of uh, unhealthy conditions. Um, Everybody knows that they've seen it, they know that, uh, you know, high percentage, in fact, they're saying 94% of of, uh, COVID deaths are due to uh, comorbidities that occur and it causes kind of a domino effect. And, um, you know, begins to take people down. And so, really, we do have a, a global pandemic. And uh, I, I can t- talk about a couple of numbers here. The CDC here in this country says that 75% of our US adult population are considered overweight. And now about 45% are, are obese, at least in the first classification of obesity. And so we're seeing numbers where um, you know people really are not taking care of themselves very well. Uh, and there's lots of you know, there's a whole, we can talk for another two hours on why that is, but uh, but just so we, we know that to be the case, and so uh, how does that affect the work, workforce, for instance? Well, obviously, um, if you're in a condition of, say, obesity, and you're, you're presenting those kind of problems, you have a higher risk factor uh, for getting sick, for um, uh, having, you know, potential problems, and if you're on A company's insurance program, you know, you're a higher risk for for that as well. So, you know, those people that are in management or in HR or above in the C suites are trying to figure out, well, gosh, um, is it good to have a healthy population of employees? And I think the obvious answer is yes. But what does that mean, right? So, um, uh, I think uh, getting healthy. Uh, and, and you know you can relate to this too and you can even talk to it yourself in your own uh, fitness journey. you've done very well. I, I have to commend you, Brian. you uh, I, I know I've seen you you you've been coming consistently to our place. you've uh, you've lost some weight. I can tell that you've gained strength you're consistent you you're, you've got the discipline down some. that is uh, that is not an easy thing for people to do right And probably if you look back that wasn't easy for you. It no it was not easy for me sure sure and uh and it's a two-sided coin too it's not only fitness and and working out getting to the gym or working out at home or whatever you would do but it's also about your 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 diet and nutrition Uh, it's the other side of that coin it's a huge part of the coin you cannot have one without the other uh and be successful as an individual in improving your health so with that Coming full circle again, talking about what what people can do in companies. Um, it's a difficult thing to do because uh, it's still always up to the individual to become healthy. And you, you can't you can't tell somebody you either get healthy or I'm going to fire you. I mean, right it doesn't work too well. <laughs> right
0: You're not a good man Sure
1: sure. So, sure. so uh, yeah. So um, so how do you do that? Uh, you know, in a combination of push motivators and pull motivators to to get someone to bring that horse to the water and then to make them drink. And uh, that's, I think, where people struggle all the time, uh, especially people that are uh, putting together wellness programs and companies. They tend to think along the lines of, well, we, we incentivize by maybe offering bonuses or we, you know, uh, do, you know, maybe give, uh, you know, PTO some paid time off for as incentive and that but those traditional types of incentives don't necessarily work in the wellness, school. and that's why it's a little bit more difficult. Um, I mean, you could—I would never recommend Brian anybody say uh, if you're trying to incentivize a wellness program, paying 100% of someone's gym fees, for instance, right? Because that's just not going to incentivize anybody to do anything. They really have to have skin in the game—the sure. individual that that particular employee. And so um, the important thing, getting back to what we had talked about earlier, is that um, you you have to work on the mindset. And that's the trick. Um, I know that um, the company I used to work for in manufacturing struggled with their wellness programs. In fact, I do know that they had 50 people sign up because everybody was excited about doing wellness at first. And then after six weeks, out of those 50 people, there were seven left. And so, well, gosh, what happened to the other 43? Man, it's it's because um, it's kind of the old um, you know New Year's resolution thing. You know, everybody gets excited, or they they make this decision. I want to lose weight. I want to I want to you know get better health. And um, it's easy to want to do that. And then you get out there and you you do it. You find out it's a it's a pretty difficult thing to do. But you're still fired up, and you do it for about four weeks. And then all of a sudden uh, you may not go uh, one day and then it becomes two days and then it becomes a week and it becomes a month. And next thing you know, you're not doing it at all. And um, this is a very common thing, especially in fitness, but as well in, in dieting, that's why we have that concept of yo-yo dieting, right? Where people start diets and they, they might lose 10, 15, 20 pounds, and they're excited about it and it kind of falls off and then they gain it back. And so they struggle. So, um, so I think that, um, you know, when you're talking about companies and how to, how to do that, you're right. It is as easy as saying, hey, you know, who wants to be well? Um, right. You'll get a 100% of hands raised, right? So that's step one is, um, yeah, everybody knows and realizes that, you know, they want to have better health. <clears throat> the rub comes in that it takes work and it takes right. discipline. And, right. it, and it's not the most fun thing to do. I don't know about you, Brian, but... Um, I don't find it particularly pleasurable to do uh, three sets of maxed out bench presses. No, you know, right. <laughs> just not terribly pleasurable.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And
1: <laughs> in our, in our, in our mind works in funny ways. Um, actually, the, the survival instincts of our mind is a part of our, our brain, the limbic system. There is this thing called the motivational triad. And there are three ingrained instinctual motivators. And actually, uh, one of them is to seek pleasure and comfort. The second one is to avoid pain. And the third is to conserve energy. That's what you would do. Uh, typically, um, that's what we did as humans many years ago. When we, we, we weren't guaranteed that we were going to get food every day like we have today with the grocery stores filled with foods and stuff. Right. So those instincts are still there. And uh, and they're heavy drivers. Uh, and if, you, if we all think back and, and, and think of that situation, and I use the bench press as an example. Um, the bench press, obviously, hey, it's not a pleasurable thing. Um, does the bench is the does the bench press? Uh, I mean, it also that's well, kind of painful, right? You no, know? I mean it's going to hurt, right? And then, um, are you conserving energy while bench pressing? Well, no, you're actually expending much more energy. You're actually working against what is uh, instinctual for survival by doing weightlifting, <laughs> and so yeah. Um, so that tells you right off the bat that you're 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 paddling upstream. Right. So uh, um, as individuals, we have to overcome these natural desires to conserve energy and to do these uh, and to avoid pain and uh, and seek pleasure. So we really have to to bring our our, um, our cerebral cortex in and because we can we can overcome these natural tendencies and really instill discipline. That's where I think companies need to focus on is changing mindsets, is mm. changing minds, changing the lifestyle, and getting people to think along those lines rather than just trying to incentivize in the traditional way that companies would companies incentivize.
0: Mm. No, absolutely that's that's great stuff. And you know, I, I know from you know from on my own journey, I guess too. I think you're 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 right. Exactly right when you say that the discipline part and the the consistency part. And it's so easy to say, right. But so hard to do sometimes, but that's, that's the key. And I think, you know, what, what you, you guys have to offer at Pure core there is the ability to, you know, to train with other people in the group fitness part of that. And that, that changed my mindset too, by, you know, you can go lift weights by yourself and you can go run around the block or you can do whatever you want. But I think when you get into a group and, and you start to develop the camaraderie with other people, you start to develop the accountability piece too. I think the accountability piece is huge. A huge part of it as well and I think that 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 shows too with with what you guys have to have to offer there so I did want to touch base really quick before we wrap up but you know top five reasons to have a wellness program I know we talked a little bit about this um the other other five here that I've written down but what are some maybe five that you can think of too Greg like maybe we start with the first one um you know improving healthy behaviors is one reason to have a wellness program maybe talk sure. about some of those behaviors that we would you would think that will be improved upon
1: Well, I think for one thing, if if we look at improving behavior, we have to look at at what on the flip side of that coin is that uh, we all start with bad habits. Sometimes we don't eat right. uh, We're we're sedentary. Our screen time is a lot higher now, uh, whether it be TV time or or, uh, on our our iPhones or whatever. And so um, we're much more sedentary than we used to be. Mm -hmm. So along with healthy behaviors, I think you have to look and say, how do we convert bad behaviors? Of bad habits, and so what I say is, you know, we got to turn that on its head. We've got to overcome that, and and be willing to tell ourselves, if indeed we look to the future, if we are proactive, Brian, not reactive, we are thinking about the consequences of not living a healthy life down the road, instead of just living day to day like some of you that be thinking reactively. I think um, then you can you have the opportunity to uh, look at look at these benefits, of being able to turn your, your life around and overcome the sedentary lifestyle and begin to practice healthier behaviors. Um, I like to think of it, of fitness and, and nutrition as a what's called a keystone habit or mm-hmm. a keystone priority. You are now taking and prioritizing and kind of putting it up at the top. Uh, as the keystone. And we all know the keystone is that central uh, block in an arch that supports the entire wall and architecture. And that keystone, if, if we make our own health the keystone priority, everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't take care of ourselves, Brian, we can't take care of others. So um, that's why we want to reprioritize. Once we reprioritize and say my health is number one, then we won't have all the excuses that we all come up with. Time, uh, you, know, you, gotta be, you know, I got to run to kids here. Or, you know, I'm not feeling good today, or you know, all those things that, that sure. pop up. When your are when, when when your health is your top priority, you will make time. You will make room to to make that happen. So I think converting these bad habits into um, into the and in, in reprioritizing our health. I think that goes a long way to improve behaviors across the board. we will see you'll see big changes in in uh, your overall well-being as well. As we all know, uh, you know, fitness also um, is great because it it really has a positive effect on our brain. It fires off great brain chemicals like dopamine, serotonin, yep, and uh, we get adrenaline running and that sort of thing. And that that lasts for a good part of the day. Uh, sure. In fact, I highly recommend people um who may have an important business meeting at eight or nine o'clock to get in a pretty rigorous workout at five or six you're going to be the sharpest one in that meeting
0: i 100 agree <laughs> no absolutely yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely so um
1: i think if people understand and, and experience the positive um, um, nature of of the of the mind uh, being improved after a good workout then they begin to see the advantages, and they'll be able to uh,
0: maybe make that turn. No, absolutely, and I think too, it, it, this could be a, another topic altogether when you talk about you know um, healthcare and 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 what what healthcare is like in our country today and those types of things. And don't want to spend you know a whole lot of time going through that. But I think uh, you know as we talk about those top five reasons to have a wellness program, I mean, don't you think it would be um, you know reducing healthcare costs would be top of the list, right?
1: Well, it certainly would be for um for somebody that's running a company sure um, there would be that There would be um, along with that how do you improve uh, um productivity in your in your uh, environment as well those right. are you know, those are two things you could kind of you could hit the two birds with one stone there um yeah you're, i think really you know when you're working out and when you're in better health your immune system is primed you're in you have a much better chance at fending off pathogens like uh, COVID and the flu and others and, and dealing with them. So I think, in fact, I was talking with um, some of the HR, the vice president of HR yesterday, in fact, at the South Bend clinic, Mm. and they have a wellness program that we're going to tie into. And they said that uh, they have literally shown that they have fewer claims themselves, health claims, and a lower severity of health claims, um, Against their insurance plans there at the South Bend Clinic because of the wellness program. So there's a testimonial oh, right that's there. That's Yes, it does work. That's fantastic. And, and that's an that's it's an effective thing for management to think about. Um, is is that as well as uh, like we said before, you know, you get that euphoria after working out, and you're just in better shape and you're stronger, and so that's going to improve your overall productivity. You're, you know, you're not going to do that mid-morning uh, slump in the chair or, you know, start to nod out in your meeting or whatever, you yeah. know, or after lunch or something like that. Or the after lunch,
0: the mid-afternoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, you're yeah. absolutely right.
1: So I think, you know, that there's certainly huge benefits for companies to to do a wellness program. And, I mean, I think as well, uh, I know we also talked about how important it was, you um, for recruitment and retention yeah, as well. Absolutely. So I think if you if you create that ethos that ethos that I talked about, this one of our like one of our three life pillars, uh, within that corporate environment that says, hey, you know, we're bringing on people, we're making them healthy, we're giving them something a little bit more to look forward to in their lives. Um, I think the response back will be, um, yeah, I'm giving you better productivity. I believe in you. It's not just about the dollars. You know, there might be a person that might accept five thousand dollars less in salary. If they know they're going to be working in a super great environment that's really going to to help them out, especially with their health. Right. So, I think there's a lot of uh, very important um, factors that 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 go into that. But but it all comes down to the individual, Brian, and uh, that's the nut that the companies have to crack if they're going to put the wellness program together. Is they, they have to realize that um, you know it's going to be a little bit more difficult than the typical incentive program to make a, a wellness program work. And it takes a little bit more knowledge, and because um, you're dealing with basically behavioral psychology and sociology when you're when you're dealing with, uh, with healthcare. So,
0: right. No, absolutely. I think you know, the final piece too. I think the, fi- the maybe the fifth one here, you know, reducing overall health risks. I know that uh, I uh, saw an article that um, you know, and with COVID, you know, people aren't getting their normal normal screenings done just because uh they're being put off just due to the to the pandemic and and just the overall way things are going right now maybe um and the way i kind of tie this in too if you can proactively take care of yourself you not only take care are able to take care of others right but you're also able to minimize the risks of other um serious health conditions too so maybe speak to that and and how someone you know if they do proactively start to take care of themselves the overall benefits of reducing other health risks too
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, the better shape you're in, there's a lots of other things that, that go on. You know, Brian, um, um, another statistic is, is that um, our bodies develop up until about the uh, age of 30. Mm. And right around the age of 30 is when, unfortunately, we begin to start that decline towards our own mortality. I mean, that sounds kind of sick and gross, but you're like 30 but, uh, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, uh, we're, we're, we're basically at our, our maximum health is about 28 to 30 years old, believe it or not. And then it starts to trail off. Um, we start to lo- lose some lean body mass. Um, it, you know, we begin to take on fat uh, cells easier. Our bone density starts to lose to, the, to about 10% per decade. Mm. Uh, and then that increases at the age of 50. Now, those are typical statistics. Um, what happens, though, when we are fit and when we are healthy and when we're working out is we can counter the, the speed with which our bodies are, are going into decline. So where somebody might be having those bad habits, right? Maybe they're smoking, they're not eating well, uh, they're not working out, uh, they're not sleeping well, they're stressed, all those kind of uh, negative factors that, that play against um, someone's health. Well, you know, you clean that up and um, you can take, you can flatten that curve out a little bit. You're going to have a better quality of life in your later years. And frankly, you're going to live longer uh, statistically. And so, um, I mean, if that's not incentive enough for people to make that change, I don't know what is, but it does demand foresight. And, right. you know, I like to think of that old Fram oil filter commercial years and years ago. Or that uh, that mechanic holds up the filter and says, "You can pay me now, or you can pay me later when <laughs> sure. you have that great big transition having to be redone." And um, that's I love that 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 metaphor, that analogy, because mm-hmm. it's just a little bit of payment in your life, just a little bit of your time to make your to make yourself healthy, and just turn it into a lifestyle, and you're going to be thankful you did. You want to think proactively instead of reactively, because Reactively means maybe uh, in your 40s and 50s or 60s it's too late, right. you know. Uh, something major could happen, and uh, you're 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 gonna do, you, you don't want to ever be in a position of saying, "Gosh, I wish I would have been more proactive 30 years ago." So no. so Absolutely. I think that that's um, that's kind of the way you look at it. And um, my gosh, you know, the the benefits are are huge, but you know, hey, it's just about quality of life and uh, yeah. both. In our, our physical being and in our mental being, and no, that's absolutely. what wellness is all about. And just everybody that's listening, you know, you know, you want it. <laughs> you know, you want that help. Right. Um, I could do a poll, and 100% of you will say, "You, I want to improve my health." The question is, is are you willing to put the the effort into it, um, change your priorities, um, put your health at the top, and keep it there for the rest of your life? Make it sort of like a life mission.
0: No, absolutely.
1: That's, uh, I guess that's how I would put that Brian.
0: Perfect. Well said, Greg. And, and maybe to finish up, how can someone get a hold of you guys, that PureCore if they want to check you guys out?
1: Well, I think the best way to do that is to start off with our website at www.purecorehealth.com. And from there, you can, uh, I've, got, I've got my uh, cell out there as a contact number. You can also um, check out I'm, I'm building some more stuff on our our free life wellness program and in fact um come to think of it i'm we're going to start a 12-week challenge program where we're going to uh, it's a premium program there'll be some cost to it or what i'd say investment uh, but nonetheless it'll be a three-month program that's going to work on mindset getting people turned around and then we're going to be working out at PureCore. And then also uh, Martin Supermarkets and their dietitians coming on board. And we're going to work with Chef April there as well. And uh, and so um, we're going to integrate with Martin's. And it's going to be, a, I think, a great one two punch on the oh, fantastic. nutrition side. So uh, everybody will be able to go out and check that out uh, on our. Uh, it's uh, going to be our chat. It's a page called The, the Challenge Within okay. at purecorehealth.com. And uh, people can go and check that out, and get back in touch with
0: us. Awesome. Awesome. Greg, Nike, thank you so much for your time today. I know you guys, you and, and, and your wife Suka, do an incredible job and uh, we, uh, I know I'm very thankful for you guys and your friendship and um, I guess we'll see you at 5.15 tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely, Brian. Thank you so much and I look forward to, to seeing you back here in the gym, buddy. All right.
0: Thanks, Greg. Yeah, take care. Thank you for listening to the Essential HR Podcast. Be sure to tune in next time where we discuss best practices in new employee onboarding.